Well, and welcome into Off Topic, a title of a show that makes no sense today because my guest here, Nepenthes, has a very specific topic oh. that he came up with, but I'm going to take full credit for, but I also just had to remind him what it was. Nep, thanks for coming on to talk about this very specific right. topic on a show called Off Topic. Yeah, however, the topic is microtransactions can save or make so rare, and the answer is yes, that's the end of the show. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Please like and subscribe. <laughs> it can indeed either save it or break it. So and when, I, when I say save it as well, I don't mean in, like that it's broken. Sure. I mean, it, it kind of is broken. If, like I was discussing this before. It feels like a lot of whales, and I include sort of like any reasonably sized rare gallery or above in that, are hitting critical mass with rares to the point where T1s and below make zero difference to lineups. So they all just get sold continuously and only the stars make a difference. And at that point, it just devalues the T1s and T2s, which alleviates pressure on the stars, which draws their price down. And even though SoRes seems a lot more stable, it also still is dropping massively, which is quite concerning. I think a lot of people took the Lister play result of hey prices aren't dropping as prices are not values are not falling which like technically they were but if you eliminate sellers that doesn't mean that there are still buyers out there who want those things yeah and so i i always found that like the initial celebrations of lister play that stopped prices from falling so it's like we didn't really solve anything you just eliminated sellers yeah. And yes, prices can't go down if people are not able to sell. But I don't think like I don't think it's as drastic as you just made it sound, but maybe I just haven't considered that it is that that it is that drastic. And now I'm here. We're back. Sorry, yeah, that was weird. Anyway. Yeah. It wasn't weird, it was you. I was still here. <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, I was yeah. still here. And I, oh, I don't know. Uh, that's a lie. And I can't prove it. That's right. That's right. My hand. <laughs> in my hands. But anyway, so how, where should we start with the, how they can save so rare or how they can ruin so rare? Like, do you like the good news first or bad news first? <laughs> Let's um, ruin so rare first. And then we will triumphantly save it at the end. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, the way they like they, the, the the way they can break it is literally like a carbon copy of FIFA or any game that has microtransactions that excels. Like, and I was talking about this on a podcast before. Um, Candy Crush, right? Candy Crush generates billions of dollars because they're selling lives. Like just wait fifteen minutes and you can play it again. Like you, like you don't need to pay. How it, I don't like, and they sell like, like assets. In, not even assets. They sell like power ups in the game. That you know, like a a big lollipop where you can hit a candy, and then you go to the next level. But the next level's just the same as the last level. It's, it just looks marginally different. Yet people revel in it, and they spend insane amounts of money on it, and. I'm failing to see the downside here. I thought we were ruining something. <laughs> the reason why it's a downside, especially in FIFA, is because, and, and EA won't see it as a downside, 
which is why it can actually save so rare okay. is that they gen that they have started targeting their game towards microtransactions and it's the first time they've done it to this extent this year to the point where they're selling like packs for way cheaper but untradeable so you know you can't make the coins from them like you can't store the players or anything and it's so enticing because it's like oh usually this pack's like you know i don't know even like 30 bucks now it's like six bucks Whoa. i'm all right i'll do it it's, it's only six bucks and it just creates this wave of people buying me me included i'll look at packs i'm like yeah that's, that's two thousand fee points i'll do it um <laughs> but it just creates this wave of people going towards that and that in turn has created ea or like made ea like gear everything towards the store like to the point now where they put like time limits on but they, they basically like they mark your engagement with time limits so when they release a tournament on a friday you can't just go and play that tournament until it so you win it you get five attempts per day to win it and if you need 10 wins in total you then have to go back every day and that's because they want you there every day to see the new pack in the store whereas previously you could go and win it and then I log off for the rest of the week and come back mm -hmm. the next for the new tournament. And so the negative impact of having microtransactions be successful is that everything gets geared towards them and you lose touch with what, what, what I wanted the game to be about anyway in FIFA's term. Obviously, EA don't care because they're making ridiculous sums of money. But on so rare, I've, I genuinely feel like it's the same. Like, there is, I have a an insane amount of like ideas as to what I would love to see I would pay for. At uh, what point does it completely devalue from what so rare is to the point where people look at it and be like, yeah, I'm just not doing that. So what, let's at least start with, did you think that the introduction of microtransactions through this fitness bonus was the right place to start? No. Because, well, actually, well, since you answered it, but like, <laughs> do you, do you think that microtransactions are necessary? Yes. Okay. So we'll go from there. So you don't think that the fitness boost was the, was the first thing I was talking with Maxime about this an hour ago. Cause I told him we were doing this and specifically what we were talking about. And he was like, cause then we, I think we had mentioned it on office hours, but he thought that the right place to go for microtransactions was just cosmetic things. 100%. Get a get something with, you know, a new banner for your uh, club page, or if they do these metaverse stadium weird things, like decorate stuff with microtransactions and you can go that way. And he is, I don't know if he's convinced, but he is starting to believe that had they done that and it was successful, we would never get to a point where buying fitness packs to help in the game would have even gotten there. Yeah, I agree. And, okay, yeah. So do you think like the cosmetic stuff is where they should have gone first? Yeah, well, I think first of all, the fitness side of things, as we discussed and as you've discussed uh, like a few times because it was on everyone's like lips for a while, is because we still don't know how it works. Like, is it really, like how much of an impact is it really, really, really going to be? Or mm -hmm. is it going to be something that, within days just becomes status quo and we forget about it and we're just complaining about the next thing that is or isn't happening, right? Um, 
whilst I, I think the fitness that they've done is the wrong way about it, what I envision is that the so coins, are we calling them so coins or are they still so rare coins? They want to call them, them either so rare, so rare coins or so, or excuse me, so rare coins or just coins. Like they don't I'm want calling them so coins. So <laughs> with the so coins, it makes sense that they will eventually sell those. Right. So you can win them and earn them like any in game currency, like FIFA coins or whatever. And then you can buy them too. Because if you need to buy your fitness packs, you just don't buy fitness packs per se. You buy, you know, bulk of 10,000 so coins. And then you use those to upgrade your apartments or increase your fitness and so on and so forth. And I think that's generally fine. I just think starting with the fitness didn't make sense because, yeah, like they could have done literally infinite number of things that you could have paid that i would have paid for but i assume that anyone that plays so rare that really cares about so rare would have paid for before introducing it into an so5 related setting would you just be willing to pay for things that we get now with coins meaning like would you have paid for more academy teams or uh level yeah. up like those things are yeah. right. Oh yeah. So I the, mean, like is... the, the level ups, like that max three, you, you know, like three per player. If you, if they gave a fourth one that you could buy, then I would do it mm -hmm. because I think that half a percent would come back in the long run of like reward value. Um, and just in general, like I, I think I explained this when I talked to you first time about actually buying the power ups because a lot of people like. I'm never doing that and i'm like you're an idiot because not oh, yeah maybe that's a bit harsh but because this is a game at the end of the day and the aim of the game is to maximize the number of points you get from your players right. and so yeah if, if they give me the ability to get there quicker i will play that part of the game the most efficient i can because ultimately once you've hit that peak that's when the return on the investment has the best chance of coming back. It it does seem like that was the easy way, like introducing a brand new rule that they have no details about to then, yeah, I don't know. I, I agree, I agree. It's, and again, it's it's difficult to say that it doesn't make sense because we obviously don't know yet like we don't know what the fitness rule is. It, I keep going back and forth because it, it feels like something that they should make. Detrimental is not the right word, but something that you have to think about. Because if it's not, then they shouldn't have introduced it at all anyway. And so there comes a time where we all just start speculating anyway about like what, what it will I, be I, and what. I don't agree. Because... Uh, so like Chani and I have like wildly different opinions on fitness and we could both be right or both be wrong based on what actually happens. But one of the biggest things that I thought about a lot after I discussed with Chani in one of my streams was if the net result is zero, you might as well have not added it. Right. And I just think that's wrong. Okay. And the reason why I came to the conclusion that I think that's wrong is because like so rare need to gamify this game. They have to give people a reason to come onto the game. And if that reason is making sure that you've got your guy in for an hour so he gets back up to 10% fitness, then you swap him out in the training center for another guy, that is as good a reason as any. And then if you're lazy 
and you miss a day or you're on holiday and you're like, ah, let me spend a couple of bucks to get more back up to 10% and go again. And now I'll take it seriously and go from there. And that's the hook where actually meaning nothing is, is very relevant. Hmm. I hadn't thought of it that way. I guess I'll just never yeah. go on holiday. Are <laughs> you going on holiday next week? Other than literally I'm on holiday right now when everybody watches this video, but, but the fitness isn't here yet. So I don't I, I made sure to take my holiday before fitness came into, came into being. There you go. So if the concern is that, like, so the concern is that essentially that every subsequent addition to the game is done. So in the idea of how do we make people buy more small things to do this, right? Yeah. Where do you think that goes? Because I feel like the, the, the logical next step, and you kind of said it with they, allowing people to buy coins, but even if it's not directly buying coins, it's just buying buying the, fitness, the, the level ups or the extra academy teams. It sounds like academy is staying. But what other, like you're, I would assume that your FIFA background allows you to see ways like I imagine that they start charging things or offer something for whatever. And you're just like, Oh, never thought they would actually do that. Or they come up like, are there actual innovative ways to make micro transactions desirable? Or is it just like, no, we're actually just screwing you. This is, um, here's our wallet. <laughs> there, there is, but it's, it's not something that I think people would like first. And that is buying more entries or buying something where a power up and i know people hate um sorry mega because of the boots and the shorts and whatnot but if there was like one specific tournament each each month where a power up or, or just like one specific tournament like let's say the power up tournament whatever mm -hmm. right and in this tournament doesn't give away ETH, only gives away cards or yeah just cards but you put your power up powered up players in that tournament like like i know so rare like early adopters and like a lot of hardcore dfs guys and stuff will just hate this kind of kind of thing but it works right so like imagine and it, it, this will be like twofold and there's probably a lot of holes in this that people could pick on and that's because i'm just thinking of it like right now but imagine you have a player and once he's got in certain number of decisives for you 10 then 25, then 50, then 100. He gains 1% XP. But that's only applicable in a power-up tournament. Mm. And to unlock that in the first place, you need to buy that. Like, that is the microtransaction. You need to unlock that power-up. So you spend, like, either 1,000 so coins or 99 cents, and all of a sudden, your decisive power-up is unlocked. You can now use that in a tournament to win cards. People will just do that. On the flip side, if like for me personally, when I've got a lineup now, I've got those um, one of LDU stack for this game week, and it's so cool seeing them all one of. I would genuinely pay to unlock the first owned badge on a card. I just would, like, it, I I would just pay a dollar a card just to show people, hey, look, not only is this like a one of, but I'm the first and only person to own yeah. this. And I think they, you don't even need a lot of people to want to do that as well. 
because even if like 10,000 people did it and they all did it to five or six or 7,000 cards or seven cards, like you're making like a hundred thousand dollars or literally nothing. Yeah. I, that was one of the things that Maxime brought up in terms of the cosmetic stuff that wasn't like your club or whatever it was. It was like essentially upgrading is not the right word, but just that putting something over your card. Like it's not affecting yeah. the card. And obviously if you sell the card, it doesn't go with it, but, or maybe, well, I don't know if it would. First owner would be weird to, to stay on it, but yeah, it did feel like there were plenty of those opportunities where you're tapping into the people who just want, uh, that was going to sound really bad. I was going to say they just like want to spend money, but like it taps into people who are willing to spend money in different ways on so rare, as opposed to making everybody basically spend the same way. And yeah. not everybody's going to do that. Like plenty of people want to buy super rares and plenty of people don't, and they just buy limiteds. And this is just, Hey, do you want to have a badge on your card? Sure. Why yeah. not? And, 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 and if, if they make so coins, the currency there's, there's like, you could just earn them. If you want, you don't have to pay. You could just grind and farm yeah. and earn, and then you can have it as well. Right? Like every, like they have to make sure that in my opinion, anyway, that whatever they've got is either cash or so coins or just, just so coins, but you can buy so coins to, to utilize. One of the th things that we discussed on stream that I'd be fascinated if they'd ever do it, or if they did how it would work is like a season pass and setting like objectives for that season pass, whether it be earning a number of points or entering a number of lineups or a number of decisives. And as you progress up the season pass, you unlock fitness packs, uh, extra training slots or whatever it will be when it comes. Um, or you unlock like a tier five limited, you know, you get a third of the way through and, and at the very end of the season pass is like a tier four or tier three rare. And like the likelihood is the number of people that would buy that season pass would more than fund the number of cards that get awarded within the season pass. Like they could easily reschedule or restructure the whole reward system, which I think they need to do anyway. Um, but it like, I know when they took, when I first joined so rare, one of the things that I was waiting for was the you're gonna you're progression gonna bar. It. Yes, the progression. That's exactly bar. what I where I was going with. <laughs> That's yeah. why I had the shit eating grin on my face because I'm like, he yeah. discovered the progression bar. <laughs> yeah, no, and and like I I thought and still think now the progression bar would be an incredible thing for so rare. Like as again because it's a game, right? That they want they really want to make this or, or like maybe they don't, but like they are. It is a game. Right? They 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 want you to play so rare, and so giving people things to play towards, and then the ability to buy that, either the entry into that or just buy it to save the time, is all they need to do to generate millions of dollars, or nothing, which they already do anyway because they just list a card and then they generate the money from there anyway. But it would it would pick the game up, it would pick the floor of the market up if there was so much more money for them to be able to just do better things for people, like everybody wins, yeah. right? That like positive cycle starts again. So the two things I was thinking about with that is they do seem to want to 
always stay away from having to pay to enter because gambling regulations everywhere. Like it it starts to look like that. It, It does feel like the, so they describe everything as free to play. Like yeah. the unique division is free to play. Which is, yeah. You just have to buy loads of uniques to play. Right. <laughs> and so and so I would I wonder if they are looking at the idea that no no no, you're not buying to enter this tournament. You bought this badge and that you bought this ticket to a progression. Well, the ticket's probably bad. But you bought something that gets you the progression bar. I think the problem is that they should be doing that without without having to buy it. Like the progression bar, what you described, and which is cl- not, I mean, it's not, it's fundamentally the same as what they described years ago when they were like, we have this idea for a progression bar. And they they were like, sometimes you'll get, maybe it's a little bit of ETH, maybe it's a tier three, but if you score so many more points over the next whatever, you'll get a better card. And everyone's like, this sounds awesome. I didn't I didn't hear that side of things, you see. I just heard from John Nellis that it, it like a progression bar is coming. And I remember sent message with me like like when and he's like oh I, you know can't can't give you that info. Now I realize that he literally just couldn't give me the info. He didn't, yeah. he didn't want to. He just couldn't. <laughs> and neither could so rare. That was the problem. But like I think the, the progression bar fundamentally is a, a fantastic idea, particularly with their move now towards longer term competitions. Like they're having this eight week, eight game week competition now, and so it's there. Like the, the, we know that they have considered this. And so I, I, because a lot of us, and maybe they're just relying on enough people joining that it's just a small minority of people who remember that this progression bar was actually a thing, but it does seem weird that we were very excited about this one idea. And now they're going to be like, well, it's actually different. You have to buy a badge to get in, which maybe we'll be fine with at this point anyway. But the whole idea of like working towards something is like the biggest thing missing from the game. Yeah. And I don't think that their eight game week month long challenge is the solution because ultimately you're still just competing against everyone else. Yeah. And I think, like you said, like this is a game and sometimes you just want to like beat the CPU and like that's yeah, all you just we want to be the game. Right. And, and that's where that, that's why like a large majority of people that watch my streams or that watch your streams and they're in discords I'm in. It is all about farming ETH. Like it's, and like when you, I don't even know, let's, let's have a look right now, right? If we go to the upcoming game weeks, in limited, Cap240 has the most entrance. In rare, Cap240 has like three times the most entrance. And in super rare, Cap240 has like three times or two times the most entrance, which shows you one thing. People want to beat the game. So if you give them more ways to, play against the game they will be more incentivized to buy cards or any microtransactions that will enable them to beat the game and like i i I always think about long term on so rare and i'm almost always wrong with where i think it's gonna go like like you know and like i watched one podcast from you i remember who it was with it might have been with sean but i feel like it was somebody else where you was talking about like critical mass and how eventually everyone's just going to have enough cards to play every tournament where rewards don't matter and then that's, they're just going to sell. And once you get to that point, 
storage just dies. That's it. Like if there's no more users coming in, the game just dies. Yeah. And it is currently only saved by the threshold payments. That's the only thing that would ever keep anybody buying more cards. And so they just need more of that because otherwise, and, and I'm sure like they know this as well, right? Like I'm, this isn't groundbreaking, but there has they, they have to implement more things for people to be able to play against to win so that there is incentive for people who are already on the site to continue spending money because once that that last user enters that's when so rare is going to become that that is like the final form so i think one of the brilliant things about the way that they did the threshold is it allowed everyone to think we were all together trying to beat them, meaning so rare. And fundamentally, every so rare tournament is all of us competing against each other to finish first. And it never really matters how many points you score as long as it's more than everyone else. Yeah. And I've kind of, I've talked about this about like a bunch that it's it's just so it's not bizarre but it's unmatched really that you have a competition where everyone is trying to beat everyone else and yet everyone is super supportive of everyone helping each other oh this guy's got a dnp like if you show me a lineup and there's a someone in it that i know is not going to play it is in my best interest to be like lineup looks great good luck <laughs> <laughs> because i know it's dead and yet most people are going to be like, hey, that guy's not going to play. You might want to take it out. And it's like, oh, great, thanks. And even though we're not, you know, it's, it's a lineup that doesn't have anything to do with the threshold. And yet we all, I mean, you just said it, the threshold competitions are by far the most popular one. And so we're all working towards that. And so the it creates this like community of people who like want to help each other and we all want to succeed. And the fact that they haven't built on that in terms of giving us more competitions where like we're all in this together. And it, I mean, it's once you start talking to other people about lineups and buying cards and strategies, like they get more invested in the game, like mentally and psychologically, and they want to play more. And if they want to play more, they're going to buy more, whether it's cards yeah. or boosts or whatever it is. And yet it just feels like they're moving away from that. And the progression bar allows them to do that where it's hey i scored ten thousand points this season in yeah. whatever competition all right i'm gonna keep playing and you you know you see your little tracker go and you're like i'm getting there i'm getting there and it i think that's like the next it it should be like the next gameplay step and you can sell micro transactions throughout all of that because it's like hey boost a thousand more points sure yeah why not i'll do that let's go so, yeah i mean if yeah if you're like 800 away and a season ends tomorrow and it's like three bucks to just get you to the end. Yeah. I'll just get to the end. Uh, but the, yeah. but then it's like making sure that that thing that is the end is worthwhile to me as the guy who's spending that three bucks, but also not too valuable to the point where it's like, I'm getting like, you know, I don't know, a tier one rare. Yeah. So I've just spent three bucks to like finish it off. And it, and it's like, it's it. And that's, that again is why they can, make or break it right because if that's the case everyone's spending three bucks to get a tier one rare tier one rare market 
falls on the floor, everybody loses in the long run. And it's, I'm sure they have like, and it's the thing I always tell people with FIFA, like when people of FIFA, like, oh, I logged on and I logged off like one minute later after the new content came out because it was so bad. And it's like, like maybe you did, but they at least got you to log on, right? So they, they won there. But also like, the thing that you didn't like is because you are a very hardcore user that needs something exceptional to keep you geeked on the game whereas the general majority that 90 percent of other people they're logging on they're seeing this thing and they're going oh my god look at this thing and they're like talking to their friend who also plays fifa like you know two hours a week at most and he's like, oh, there's a new card in packs, man. Like Cristiano Ronaldo 99. I love Cristiano Ronaldo so much. I'm just going to spend 20 bucks, see if I can get him. And that's it. They Like you might log on as a hardcore and be like, 99 Ronaldo, I'm never going to be able to afford him at 15 million coins. This game's terrible. I'm out. But everybody else is like, oh, EA, thanks so much for this opportunity. And that's what Soren needs to get. They need to, like, it's sad in a way because the people at the top of the pile are valuable for so rare, like massively valuable. But they are the people that Sora need to piss off to make sure that the people in that limited level are the guys like the guys that are willing to spend like you know ten thousand dollars on a card are not getting a couple of dollars from in a microtransaction because they just don't need that. They will have another ten thousand dollar card instead that they can just use. The guy that's spending five or ten dollars on a card is the exact guy that will spend a couple of dollars if he thinks he's getting an edge. And that is the majority of the player base. And they're the people they need to appease to and the people that they need to give that kind of like understanding of, okay, I'm starting with like 10 or 20 or $30, but by this time in six months, it's going to be worth like five or $10,000. And that's, that's great. Then I can start working towards playing with the big boys. And in all the meanwhile, they're just funneling money into so rare from these like small microtransactions that either makes their card look sick or you know gives them some tournament entry or some progression bar thing or or, or something that makes them feel like that two dollars was worthwhile. I've never thought of it that way. That, but yeah. So like the the new sober manager who has a fifty eight dollar gallery is more likely to spend two dollars than the one with a 58 ETH gallery. Yeah, 100%. I don't even know how to think of that. Like I... <laughs> but that, that's not like, so obviously like in like, again, relating it to FIFA and we shouldn't just relate it to FIFA because I know that they looked at top 11 for the fitness thing and I played top 11 a whole bunch and they've got some really cool features that you can massively enhance by spending money, like training or coaches to, to scout like the new 10 star card and things like that, which don't really apply to so rare because I can't just like get a guy, like I, I can't get like a limited card and make him a rare card. Sure. That, that's what so rare are missing. Like they've gone scarcities, which makes sense. But it's the progression, literally progress, like, you know, about maybe a year or so ago now, they tried to 
convince people that you could progress you know oh you enter the free to play you win a limited you enter the cap 220 you win a you know with cap 24 you win your first rare into the kickoff rare and you win your first super rare and it's just like anyone like you could have the absolute best so5 manager in the history of the world and it would take them a century to get there right it's just not feasible and that turns people off like you need to make it feasible you need to like and and it's finding that fine balance between progressing fast enough that they're able to move up the ranks but not too fast to the point where everyone's funneled into the unique division and that there's not a lot to pay for and microtransactions can be another key part of that and it's like a microtransaction like and again i'm literally just thought of this here like there's probably a lot wrong with it imagine a microtransaction that allows you to enter your limited as a rare for like 10 entries. So you pay 10 bucks. It's now a rare for 10 entries. And you, you would think, okay, everyone's just going to go and buy all the limited players for real cheap, make them rares, win all the rewards. But if everyone's doing that, first of all, it brings the limited floor up, which is great news. But second of all, so like everyone's not going to win because People are yeah. bad at SO5, right? So, <laughs> and in the meantime, so rare has made trillions of dollars. So we all win, you know? Yeah. No, I um that scares me a little bit, having the having all because doesn't that fundamentally devalue rares? Because I just have to I mean obviously I know, because you can buy your rare to be a super rare instead. Yeah, but there's just there's not enough to win. If I do that, but in the current climate of the game, there's yeah. not, and and that that that's the thing that's like as as like exciting it is it is scary about so rare in general is that the game the game the game can't last the way it is now because right. too many people are just making too much, and I, did I tell you before about a thread that I read on Twitter about a guy like was waiting for the cash wallet to withdraw because he's already made enough from threshold. So like he literally just came in, put like thirty or forty dollars into the game, built a limited team, run threshold for eight game weeks, and like won card rewards and cash rewards to the point where he had a hundred dollars in his wallet and was just waiting for the cash wallet and still had his team. And it's like that's that's just like too easy. Like, you should <laughs> not be able to do that that quick and make that much money because if everyone's able to do that, and I do think everyone is able to do that, if they were just smart, like you can, we can all beat the game, right? Like you just have to get a team that makes sense, and especially when the percentage of bonuses come in and the XP comes into cap two, it just makes it easier, right? You, all of a sudden now, like if you put in a cap two forty team now, if it hits its cap, you can't win anything yep. because you're ten points short. But in the new rules, you can get as low as 232 points to get the 300 points with all the bonuses. And it's like, you, like so rare I've now said to people, you can actually perform less than the cap and still win. And it for me, it's, it seems like it's a loss for them. But because it's like five bucks a time or 50 bucks only, it's like maybe like putting all of that money into the so rare ecosystem again lifts everything but i like i I see that as a long-term problem if we're looking at like recycling the money already in the system to keep the system alive as every time anyone withdraws the whole thing just gets worse and worse and worse until it ultimately crashes yeah 
I think that's an outlier though. Like most people are not that successful or at least not that successful that quickly. But they should be because it's easy, right? right? It is though, isn't it? Like, like if I, if I said to you right now, go and buy a team, threshold team for 240, do you think within, let's say even 10 game weeks, do you think you would have made that value back? I, I want to think that I'm better than than most people in that situation, if only just for because of the experience. Right, but if you think you can, it, it's because you can, right? Like yeah. it's yeah, yeah. like it it really like time is the biggest factor when scouting and finding a team, and and that's why I think they've made a huge error with adding. I, I thought only collection bonus would come into cat modes. And I think it's genius because you're now just incentivizing people to go and buy more cards to give them a little, you know, if they spend more than $5 by XP that wins them $5, who cares? And then eventually those cards, something's going to go wrong. The player transfers or injures or yeah. something goes wrong and you have to like buy again. But giving people season bonus and collection bonus, fitness bonus and card scarcity bonus. Oh no, wait, they're not adding no, card scarcity. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, but giving people those three bonuses, it just it like it literally means that if you just go and get a collection, you will always have the pieces. Always, because if that goalkeeper gets sent off, you've just got the other goalkeeper on five percent collection bonus immediately on ten percent fitness. And because he's been in your training center, he's also got like you know level fourteen on the XP things and. It, it just again, I like when when they announced it, I was like, like, I I I am going to go and get a super rare collection now because I think I will be able to farm the two hundred dollars just infinitely throughout the season. So, like, it won't be like a very quick turnaround because obviously they have to go. Like, I want to buy them from the auction house, but like, I already have my Arsenal collection to three percent, and Arsenal are the perfect team with the players I've got for cap 240. I don't have the goalkeeper yet, but I've got like the Ben Whites and the Gabriels. I've got the uh, Zinchenko and Thomas Party kind of players. Whereas like these guys aren't hitting 60 or 70 points yeah. every game. So once I now add in the season bonus, which I'm going to lose anyway, but the collection bonus, the 10% fitness bonus and the XP that I've got on them, there's just no way I'm not hitting 200 or 300 points each game week. There's just no way I'm not. Unless we play like City or someone like that and get smashed. And it's like, it, it just feels like this is bad for them, which actually is probably good for them because now I'm buying Arsenal Super Rares, right? <laughs> which they're probably making money off of. But it again comes back to eventually there will, there will be critical mass and they, they have to just have a plan for that unless they introduce microtransactions in a way that just keeps people spending constantly because mm -hmm. then... As long as SoRare make lots of money their end, they can always do something that will make people buy cards, right? They could yeah. they could introduce a new tournament with insane ETH cash prizes because they've just milked everyone with a new like fitness thing. And the caveat is that you need to have one of every scarcity or you know a, a minimum of three scarcities. Which means now you're just going to have a load of people going, all right, let me just go and find the cheapest super rare. I never needed one before. Or, you know, they could do for one week only limited pro 
And it's like, if you've got a really sick limited team, you know, you've got Messi and a couple of, you know, Reynoso and then like a goalkeeper that's like sick. You're just like, right, let me go and buy two defender res because now I, I've got a chance of winning like 10 ETH at first place in this prize ball because they've just robbed everyone blind for whatever new fitness thing they've put in. And it's and that's the way that they'll keep people continually buying, even if everyone's already spent more than they need. I think they would. I think the users would burn the place to the ground. They did limited pro for one game week. You know, like, you know what I mean, though. Like just something yes, yeah, where it's yeah. like it makes somebody who hasn't got something think, right? Well, I need to go and get this thing because I can't miss out. Like, like when they introduced a tournament to win a hat, like. I looked at it for about a split second and then just clicked onto a new screen because I just, I could not care less about winning a so rare hat. And I would probably be beaten up and bullied if I wore it out in public, right? Like it's just, nobody's wearing a so rare hat. If it was a club hat, maybe I would have thought about yeah, like, true. like, I go out with my so rare hat, people just <laughs> flocking towards me. Um, but if, if there was a tournament for, and, and like obviously something specific to a certain person would, would only be good for them so if there was a tournament for like i don't know a signed arsenal super rare i would love that lots of people wouldn't but if there was a tournament for like like literally something unimaginable like 10 eth or like three uniques for first place but you can even enter limiteds to to get involved but the caveat would be you need this one thing that you then you know they, they would have the data they if they can see like they've got 500,000 active users and you know 495,000 of them don't have a rare just put dangle that carrot that will make even some of them go I really need to get a rare for this but they obviously can't fund that without microtransactions but I feel like ultimately when you do these kind of special tournaments the people at the top of the gallery list meaning the biggest galleries are going to win those anyway yeah it's not it's not about winning though it's about the perception of winning when people go to the casino and they lose 20 30 40 pounds there's there's a guy next to them probably winning 10 grand on a blackjack hand and the casino don't care because there's 20 guys next to him losing losing lo and they're, they're the guys that are looking at him going ah yeah this is going to be my hand and then it's not and then you go to the cash point again and get another 50 quid. And yeah. then before you know it, like, I mean, there's obviously real, real bad issues with gambling problems anyway, but sure. in so rare sense, getting those two rares didn't work this week. I need two better rares for the next time this comes around. Like it's that same, like I can win it. I can win it. And it only takes that one guy that's not some like yeah. massive account that just every, all of a sudden he's like hailed as a god of so rare and it's like oh my god this guy with like seven cards that just joined the platform three weeks ago just won 10 e like this is insane i'm gonna do this and, it, and it's giving it's, it is giving that as a reason to play but i don't think just thinking now like I don't, I don't think that's like the end goal or should be the end goal like i definitely think gamifying the game and like like i say i think going back to one thing i said at the start of this is like they need to give people a reason to come onto the game regularly and if they fall behind a very quick cheap way to catch back up and that's where they'll generate the most profit 
how do you see that? What do you mean by catch up? Like, like, like I said, with like the fitness stuff, right? So like if, if oh. you, if you plug somebody in for one hour and it generates 1% fitness, you could just like keep pushing your players in and out to make sure everyone's ready for 10%. If you miss a day, like oh, I can't get into 10% for this game week. Let me just spend that 99 cents because that 2% is going to make the difference on this L1540 guy. It's really going to improve my like lineup. So, you know, that's, that's what I think would be the best way for them to start monetizing initially through microtransactions. Um, but I don't know what they know, you know? So like sure. they, they, they know what's coming with the fitness thing. They, they know what's the grand plan with it as well. You know, when they released that info piece about it, they spoke about how you're going to be able to upgrade your stadium. Right. And then I think, I think I literally said to you, I think last time we spoke, right, about like Clash of Clans and how to get from like level nine headquarters to level 10 is like sometimes like, you know, I've I stopped playing it because it's like you have to wait like 30 hours for this to upgrade or buy this currency. I'm like, I'm off this game now. This, you know, I've, I've got FIFA points to waste my money on. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so if they have that, where it's like, look, your fitness center is level one, you gain. 0.1% fitness per hour, but at level 10, you gain 1% fitness per hour, but you have to upgrade your facilities. And hey, you could do it way quicker if you just buy these so coins and then boom, you go through one. And who's not going to do that? Everyone's going to do that. And then you also then still have to maintain your fitness, which you can now do more efficiently because you've got the level 10 center. And if you still slip behind, you can just buy the fitness pack and get yourself back to square one and carry on going. And as much as you know, people think that they won't, they just will. Like, if Sean thinks he won't, he'll look at his hill on 9% fitness. We're like, I'm just going to spend a dollar. I, I just, like, I'm just going to. Because why wouldn't you? Because if that 1% does end up being the difference between, like, third and second or fourth and third, the consequences are far more valuable than the dollar spent on that individual fitness pack. Yeah. I'm really excited to watch him start to, doing those things because he's <laughs> adamant that he will never. And I, <laughs> he, Chani is as well. Chani, Chani's like so against it, but I, I like so so rare aren't stupid. In spite of what we think with things that they, what I think anyway, with things that they've done wrong or that I don't agree with, they have got very clever people working for them, doing what they do to get people on, to keep people on, to get people spending, like. There's no way, in my opinion, that they're going to put something like this out there if they haven't thought through every eventuality. And so there's there's just no way that there's just no way that it fails for them. It's funny that you mentioned PSU and, and Chani because we were like earlier saying that those are actually not the users we think that will be really into the micro microtransactions. Like those are big galleries yeah. that probably wouldn't do it, and yet just the scenario you set, like this is not, this my Carlos heels at 9%. Yeah. For a dollar, I'll just do, I'll just boost him a little bit. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah. It will, it will be, yeah. Do, do you think that the, that the um, cosmetic, whatever, I mean, who knows what they could become, but do you think the cosmetic microtransactions end up being more popular than the, the game gamifying ones? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I like. I the the problem. There's something the other day, like not problem. You like because you didn't want to call something a problem. You just use a different term, and I like it. No, you was like not the problem. You was like the way they could improve because you didn't want to. Oh, think. okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so, but but the the like the problem I see with cosmetics is like a like if these are nfts isn't what you get just what you have like i can't get a physical card and just like doodle on it and be like hey this is worth like loads more now and then if i want to sell it be like oh let me just take this doodle off i just i just can't i've just ruined the card right um so that's like that's the first like point of contention the second point of contention is like if if everybody can just add infinite cosmetics does any is, is it even what is it even worth it like in fortnite there's a few skins from the old days that are like crazy crazy valuable that were like real popular because of content creator like popularize them or whatever but skins got so big on fortnite that actually not using a skin and having the default skin became the new thing sure and, and it's like at what point do you like show off your like you know your super rare lineup or even your limited lineup and you You've got all the bells and whistles and jingles and diamonds and stars on your card. You're just going to scroll through lineups thinking, I just don't care. Like, oh, look, you've got them too. Oh, so this guy's got it too. And it's like, it, it, it still then has to mean something. And that's where progression can come in. Imagine buying a bronze border. But after that player gets X points, X goals, X assists, it becomes a silver border and then a gold border and then a diamond border. Because then when you see like a super rare team, with five diamond borders, you're like, holy crap, this guy has yielded some with this because look at what they've earned rather than what he bought. But you have to buy in the first place to unlock the earn. So I absolutely love that. And I think we had talked about the possibility of showing lineups that have rewards in them, meaning like that, like if you submit a lineup that's all rewards and you like go and you can see that. And I think I had talked to Maxime about this and he was like, the only problem that there, there becomes a perception problem when you do that, because all of these huge accounts are winning all of these rewards with lineups that are all rewards. And it looks like yeah. they're just killing everybody, which is the truth, but we don't know. We don't, we don't show it off, but I do love that. The idea of just 99 cents for something on your card that shows that it's a reward or whatever that you're the first owner if it's jersey mint or it's a one of because i do feel like maybe people want to eventually show off their stadiums and the cards that they won in stadiums but we're still at a point where people like showing off lineups yeah and if you can like make that i mean they have it share your lineup can you beat my lineup or whatever the hell it says on those things but like people like to do that and if you can pay them a little bit to like spice it up and you'd be like, Oh wow, that lineup is like all Jersey mints. And like, you can kind of tell sometimes, but it doesn't like scream it, like make people pay to like do that. I think people would do that. They would, they would. Now imagine, imagine if a Jersey mint wasn't in the shape of a card, but in the shape of a Jersey. Right. <laughs> like, like it might look it, it might look awful and the, you know yeah, I look at it and think actually yeah let's let's like rid of this idea but it's 
it's it's little things at like <clears throat> it doesn't even have to necessarily be on the card but it can be on the lineup right like yeah, yeah like you, you can have under the card a jersey and a first owner badge like when you present that lineup or when you go on to so specifically and look at the leaderboards like how, how does it work now when you look at the uh when we look at the leaderboard and we click on first place yeah you see the player and it's like horizontal as well which i don't think is nice like it's better like presented as the five like sd have it with you know the information around it but yeah having it presented like that with fun fun bits could be genuinely a lot of fun right and then you look at like so so one thing that i would pay for for example is the flip side of a card which i think is coming right they spoke about 3d cards yeah. the flip side of a card having just information and again like things like points earned since i've got bought them like i i would i would unlock that i would pay not not per card but i would unlock something whereas like you pay 99 cents and you just see that on all of your cards now so, you know just put it behind a paywall because it, it's it if you can't see it it doesn't hurt again back again yeah, where go. did you get to uh the back of the card if you yeah so like so if if, if i can have information there I want to pay for if you don't pay for it, it doesn't negatively impact your experience because sure. there's no SO5 or anything. But if people do want it, again, even if it's only 50,000 people, that's still $50,000 that you didn't have that you now have for absolutely nothing. And there are so many little things like that that I would pay for, but mostly like progression is, is what I would pay for as, as a, um, as a microtransaction that hasn't got anything to do with SO5. Like, for example, and this this kind of does have something to do with SO5, but doesn't as well. When you complete a full collection, having a special trim around those cards that then improves as you go. But to have that unlocked, you need your stadium facilities to be certain level which you can pay for to enhance right and and that's the that's the game then then it's just like look let me just max everything out because i just want everything to look the best that it can and i can't be bothered to wait the you know twenty five thousand points that i need this team to score yeah or or i can't be bothered to like farm the fifteen thousand so coins i need so let me just pay the eight dollars it's just way easier the the cosmetic stuff i have I don't want to say I've turned on it, but there the possibilities are so much greater than I considered. And as I'm sitting here and you're like something on the back of the card, like I think I would pay to have my Emmanuel Reynoso rare card, which is the card that has yielded me the most most in the game. If I could look on the back of the card and see the cards it's helped me win. Yeah, wouldn't that be amazing? Like that would be really cool. Yeah. And I would absolutely spend 99 cents to do that. And I'd probably do it with a lot of cards yeah. because I just want to see it. Yeah. The, the, what you were saying in terms of like everybody starts um, kind of uh, decorating their cards. The way I looked at it is 
I think you mentioned before, like it's an NFT. So it's not like you can just like remove things from it. I mean, you can, but like the way I like in with physical cards, like you put good ones in like cases. Yeah. And if you have a rookie card, sometimes they have them that literally say like rookie card on them. So yeah. I actually can sit thought like any cosmetic things was you weren't actually like changing your NFT. You're just putting your NFT into a case and you can decorate the case however you want so that yeah. when it leaves, the case is still yours because maybe the case is an NFT too. But like you're just like holding your card in a case and you paid 99 cents or whatever it is for that. And I'm I'm going to do something yeah. stupid like that. But, but then if you sell the card, keep the case still. Maybe you sell the case with it. But I was going to say, sell the case with it. But if on Sore you buy... Like yeah, like that first that first owner, like yeah. you're not the first owner then, so that'd have to be something that changes. Now I'm not opposed to changing NFTs. I don't I don't think you're changing the NFT. You're just uh, maybe the case. You buy a case and you put whatever card you want in it, and when you sell the card, it takes it out of the case, gives it to somebody else. They can put it in their case. But now you've just got a case with like all these cool things on, but no card in it. So then, what do you do with that? Does that just disappear into dust or you still no, you own that somewhere that. like how much stuff do you own that you don't touch anymore i mean look at all this junk here i don't need it <laughs> I, have a lot of, <laughs> I do have a lot of stuff that i don't i have a lot of yeah. so rare cards i, I don't <laughs> touch either but um yeah i i i really i really like like the showing off it's it's all about ego at the end of the day right all sure. of it. it's it's just about having being able to show that and i would love nothing more than to be sat on a podium and for people to see my team and not just be like oh, like look at him on his podium with his like oh yeah look at you with your dennis vavro like hitting another hundred like whatever right but i would love them to like look at that and be like oh my god like he's done this with this card because then again it opens up the ability to play the game right imagine again imagine you could flip a card and number of thresholds one is just there I'm, a, mm -hmm. I'm about that life but imagine like every time a card podiums a tournament it gets a badge you know how like Juventus have the stars above their badge for every Champions League they won or AC Milan sorry maybe it is imagine that now it's like right I want to collect the set with my best cards I want Messi to win All-Star Limited for me or podium on there once I've done that I'm going to put him in Champion America to try and get that star then I'm going to put him in Cap 270 to try and get that star and then when people see your Messi you're like oh damn like he's won Mm -hmm. all these things and that side of the visuals i don't know how they turn that into microtransactions but that should just still be there right like in terms of like your your cards actually being like 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 yeah one of us is cool to see jersey mint's cool to see some of the rookie cards I, for me personally i see a rookie card or like the launch edition and things and i just i don't give don't give a damn about that it doesn't really do anything mm -hmm. for me I would be very, like if I saw somebody who had a card that had like three stars on it, I'd be like, let me see this guy's gallery. I'm I'm interested in what this guy's about. Like, what lineups has he won these in? Like, when did he win them? Like, did he win them in like five, ten game weeks, or has he been like grinding this card for like a year? But yeah, how they how they make that into microtransaction, I'm not sure. Well, isn't it just as simple as you have earned the ability to buy this to buy a star? Like, I, I what I think is 
decorate your best card with a star because you won All Star Limited with it? I I think I, I think they would do better in enticing people to buy a border that gets better as they do things if they gave people things in the first place. Right? Oh, like, okay. So you like on people on will Fortnite, pay to approve it, not to get the first one. I think it's different. Like on Fortnite, okay. you have the free season pass. And it's just not as good as the paid season pass. But you get so far up the free season pass, and then there's like a skin in the locked bit below. And you're like, God damn it, I'm just gonna buy it, right? I'm just I'm gonna spend the like eight dollars, I'm gonna get the season pass, and there we go. So I, I feel like so rare like have to do the same, right? Like if you win a tournament or podium a tournament, getting the bronze thing, you know, bronzer trophy on that card to indicate that it's podiumed bronze, like third place. Just put those on there. Just just make those unlockable. Put those on there because then you'll be more inclined to be like, I've unlocked the podium border. I've got the badge thing, but now I've unlocked the border. But the border I have to pay for. But you know what? I'm going to pay for it. God damn it! I love this card. It's just got me podium, and I've made like 0.3 ETH from that. And they want like 0.01 ETH. It's like if they gave me 0.299 ETH for the reward, I wouldn't be sitting there being like, Where's my 0.001 ETH? So let me goddamn buy it. And that's like that's how they get people, right? Like and and like get, like. Again, dangle that carrot that's like, hey, look at these cool things that you can have on your card. And look at this other cool thing that's expensive, but you really also want on your card because it matches with these other three cool things that you've got on your card. And it like it has zero influence in SO5, but people would play the game. Does that fall under the category of both saving and ruining so rare? 100 percent Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. does it So I was going to ask this, literally the way I was going to ask the question was, does that actually ruin so rare? And then I was like, wait, does it actually save it? And now I'm like, why, why does it ruin it? Like, why does that, what part of that experience ruins so rare? Like, or actually, do you, was the ruining so rare? Meaning when you thought of this topic idea that I actually thought of, <laughs> trust me, I thought of this. Was it ruining your own experience of so rare, or literally ruining the company so rare and they go under? Yeah, like that. The second part, right? Like, okay. because if the greed is too great, that everything becomes forced to microtransactions, people will just leave. Yeah, yeah. and okay. I, I'm I'm actually shocked that they haven't on FIFA, but FIFA has no competitor. It is yeah. the best football game out there. So, so even though it's shit. It's 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 still the number one, right? Yeah. With so rare, like they might be the number one in what they do, but it's such a niche, specialized area anyway. But it's it's not that valuable to the point where if they started pissing everybody off, it would just have a massively negative impact. Sure. And yeah, like they 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 can they can go to. I've probably said some things here today, but. If I like when I listen back to it, I probably think, why, why, what, what stupid thing to like suggest or recommend, right? There's obvious like flaws with that, but they they have a lot of potential to have like I don't know how many active users are on Sora. You probably know better than me with like the stats on SD. Like how many active? I could probably just go count the number of lineups and like wager a guess. But is there like a hundred thousand active managers? Yeah, it's somewhere around, like it's very, very far from the 5 million that they're, well, they have 5 million registered 
yeah, account. registered users. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're yeah. like low hundred thousands of of actual people. So we got hundred thousand active managers. If you could get those active managers to spend even ten bucks a month, something that doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. that's a million dollars a month for free. Like that's it, and, and like onboarding, like like I I would be way more inclined to start doing something like so rare if my friend was like hey look at this cool card that i've got with this like diamond border and i'll be like how did you do that and he's like well i won this and i played this and i also won some like ethereum and then i'll be like what did you do with that ethereum and he'll be like well i bought loads more cards because i want to get them on diamond borders (laughs) and and i'll be like yeah i'm about that i'm in like let me go let me go and get involved in that but if it was like if somebody said to me oh you know, like the way the way I present it here is going to favor my argument anyway. But if somebody was like, "Oh, I won this like this card," I'm like, "Well, what will you do with that?" Like, well, at the moment I can't do anything really because I don't have more cards to put with it. <laughs> like, and he's just bad. I'm like, okay, but making like a bad card look good might be good enough, right? And it might it might add more value to. So just like playing a tier five in a lineup just because you want to get something else that and again you know they're big on experiences and shirts and stuff and like you you could like i'm just i don't even know if this would even make sense but you could have like a diamond i don't know why i keep using diamond it's where, where games goes but you could have like imagine if you had like a full collection of cards and it had to be a full collection at a certain level of something like a diamond level of border and it guaranteed you two vip tickets mm-hmm. to a game now how are you going to get that goalkeeper that doesn't play the diamond badge right and the answer is yeah you can either pay which would enhance that a lot or the way that the way that the points are attributed is is like the xp Right, so it, it could be like, as long as they're in a lineup that scores, they get a dividend from that, and it improves mm-hmm. them. So now all of a sudden, you're just playing these like literal dead lineups to get these cards upgraded, so that you can guarantee yourself two tickets. And the amount of people who would do that, are so rare to then just go to the club and say, "Hey, we have two tickets for free, please." And I, every, again, everyone wins, right? Everyone wins. Because if you tell anyone, Arsenal fan, and you, you could scale it based on scarcity, right? Like limited scarcity could just be like an Arsenal shirt, literally just a season shirt. That's it. Because almost a thousand people, well, a thousand people could in theory do that. Mm-hmm. That would never happen. Maybe a hundred people might be able to. I'm sure Arsenal don't mind giving away a hundred shirts. And then at rare level, it would be impossible for a hundred people to get the full Arsenal collection, right? Yeah, literally. It, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah, can't. Which means if they're giving like two VIP tickets away at rare level, you might have to give away like 80 sets of tickets at most, probably somewhere close to like 20 or 30 sets if if that's the case. Mm-hmm. But what that would do is like it would have somebody that likes so rare, that loves Arsenal, that has a couple of cards, be like, you know what? I wouldn't mind a couple of tickets to an Arsenal game. Mm-hmm. And then I also get all of these added benefits on so rare of the collection bonus and the badge that you get on so rare that's so cool for, for 300 points um and and it would just incentivize people again to just literally play the game 
like do all the things they need to do on the game to get the thing out of the game. And it, and it comes back to what we almost started on is so rare need to give people more reason to play against so rare because that's what they'll pay for. Yeah. Ab yeah, absolutely. I, I do think that the, the misstep and I, I hesitate a little to call it that, but I, because nothing has actually happened yet with the fitness bonus, but it is, I'll, I'll just call it that for now. But the, the misstep is that they started by saying, here's something you can buy that you don't want. And if they just started with, hey, here's something you might want, it has nothing to do with the game, but it looks kind of cool. And you could be one of the first people with it. Do you want to buy that? And there are enough people to be like, sure. And then you just get used to the idea of buying small things from SoRare. And yeah. once once you that once you do that, you're just like, oh yeah, I'll just buy this for a dollar, I'll buy this for a dollar, I'll buy that. Sure, like why not? But starting it with, hey, you need to buy this or else the thing that you had before is not as good as it was, that felt like a miss to me. Yeah, I agree. And and like like the what the things that they could do by unlocking microtransactions that people want is is it can be so good at the lowest level as well. And people that want to farm and play it for free and get money out of Surya, that's fine. But if they took like, you know, let's say every dollar they made through a microtransaction, they gave 70 cents of it back in one way or another. Imagine like ETH payments in All-Star Limited down to a thousand, right? Like, and that's covered by microtransactions. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, more people want like like not only do more people want to play in there, or, or just in in introducing ETH payments lower than just the podium in the regionals, things like that. Right now, all of a sudden, people are way more interested in playing. So rare, only giving into this pool from what they get from microtransactions, and it it once again gives more value to cards that aren't the best because it limited. You know, we're about to get what the fourth season of Kimmages or the third season of Kimmages. And he's going to have like close to 2,000 cards in like a few months' time. Mm -hmm. And there's only 300 places that, or altogether, like 320 places that pay Ethereum at limited level. And it's like, right. when you've got cards that deliver that high and you need exceptional level of points to get the minimum level of rewards. It turns a lot of people off. But if you can hit yourself, you know, 330 points and be like, damn, I've got $2. Nice. What do you think you're going to do with that $2? You are absolutely going to go and buy whatever microtransaction thing it is yeah. and just give them the money back again. Like everybody wins, right? Mm. Yeah. It is as simple as that. And you might get like, there might be like that real small percentage of people that are like, nice, $2, click, withdraw into the bank. It's like anybody that wants to, like the, the dream of so rare is to be able to just like live on off of so rare like income, right? Like, hey, look, I want another like 17 ETH this month. Like, look at me, I'm brilliant. Everybody that wants to get there, and this is why like the high level people are so vital because they just, they show that it can be done. And it means that when you're down the bottom and you get that $2, if you want to be that guy at the top, the last thing you should be doing is withdrawing that from SoRare. Yeah. 
because that will never get you to the top. Yeah, I, I think ultimately the it's not even the living off of Sorare. Well, that is that would be nice. I think a lot of it is just being able to keep playing competitively without having to keep buying. Yeah. That I get this reward, then I can sell this other card that's not as good, and you can just like keep going. And I feel like that's a lot with DFS and sports betting. And I guess it's any sort of gambling thing that like, there are a lot of people who they don't need to get rich off of it. They just need to make enough to keep going. Yeah. To keep playing, yeah. And that's it. And you don't, yeah. you don't need to get filthy rich playing so rare. We all would like to, but like, if it, if you can just keep playing like this, we all have fun with this in different ways. Some people are going to have a lot of fun buying all of these little cosmetic things to their cards that don't actually exist yet. And we think they're coming, but that, that sometimes that's just enough just to keep going yeah and then like there, there are so many people like in my discord that are like and i'm one card short but i just i don't want to sell the card that i have because he's important for next week i just don't have any like i don't i can't invest so i can't put more in so now i just have to forfeit a lineup because i'm or play like a three-man or a four-man team and just hope that they all luck out and hit 100 points whereas if they had some way to just have five extra bucks or mm -hmm. eight extra bucks like if, if it like I, I i understand like they can't just keep giving out and rewards because again it has that negative sentiment then when everyone's everyone's just winning and everyone can't yeah. continue winning all the time but yeah giving people enough to keep playing and that's again like 240 is great why not like I, i'm i'm I, I think i heard maxine talk about this like but why not like 270 ETH? When you beat the game again, like put another points threshold. Why not three hundred? Why not three fifty? Like, why not have like a max score? Like, it's like, hey, if you hit a max score in this tournament, you get like an ETH. Like, how many people are going to now start playing that tournament with cards that, like, I think we've seen it one time since I've been on so rare in two years that one guy got perfect score. Yeah. Right. That's it. So, that's still only the one time. But if they introduce a tournament where the perfect score gave one ETH and you could enter any scarcity into it, I for sure as hell am going to buy the best limited team I can to put in there every week, just in case, because it will cost me less than one ETH, right? You don't win anything else out there. You could get 499 points as the base score and you don't win. You have to get that max score. And how many thousands of people would enter into that? I wouldn't enter. Yeah, you would. You definitely would. You'd have like three cards and you'd be like, oh, I could put these in Academy and win like $5 if I come top 500. Or I can get two really cool limiteds right now that are like $10 each. And if they hit, or like, but like maybe not that, but like, because that, that also goes against like keeping people playing by giving back. But more towards like the, if Cap220 gave $1 for hitting 250 points, I would take it more seriously. Mm-hmm. And at a rare level, if it gave $10, I would take it more seriously because right now I like I always look at my Cap 220 lineups and I genuinely think every single time, why do I even bother putting this lineup out? Like it has zero chance to do anything. It's leftovers, it's scrubs. I put no thought into it, no nothing into it at all. It's just what I've got left. And even if it does win, the card that it is going to win is probably unsellable, right? So oh, yeah. what like, but if there was 10 bucks there, but like, yeah, all right. Let me let me let me take this a bit more seriously because I can win ten from this. I can win fifty from two forty, 
I can mm. win 70 from 270 and $100 from 300. Now all of a sudden I can, I can make that money each week. Yeah, it, it did feel a little weird to me when they got when they changed the threshold that they got rid of the lower one. And mm. I and granted, I thought the lower one was way too low, but it does feel like the you're not not maybe this is the point, but like you're not being rewarded for how much you beat the game. You just have yeah. to beat it. Yeah. And like I won cap 240 like a few months ago. And it just felt weird that I won the same amount of ETH as the guy who finished 347th, even though, but like, I guess that, I mean, that's the game. Obviously my reward was a little better, but like the, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I definitely, uh, scaling ETH based on how many points you get. Why not? It says no, right? It's just it like, to, it they, has... yeah, they used to do it. Yeah. So it, it just, it just has to be like, like, like the way Betfair's model is, and I guess this is the same with DFS. I don't really play it too, too much. Like maybe like a handful of times ever in my life. But it's like they arbitrate the prize pools to the fact where they're just guaranteed to win, right? Like on Betfair, if I bet $100 on outcome A and you bet $100 on outcome B, I win $180. Right. You lose everything. Betfair made $20. So every transaction, they make, I think Betfair work on a 5% margin. They make 5% of everything that's bet. And if SoRare did something similar, they couldn't really because it's obviously not betting or whatever. But if, you know, again, they have the numbers where they can they can look at it and say, look, we can afford to put $7 as a reward in Cap 220 if you hit this threshold. And one of the things that I think, and I don't know this for sure, but I think happened when All-Star Rare had the thresholds, the 25 and the 50, is... Like, I feel like there, there were definitely people that just used to farm it and take it and collect it and keep it. But more often than not, people would put it back in and yes. buy another card and save it or even just buy a useless card. And it's that's what makes me think they're, they're missing a trick by not having a lower, a mid, and an upper threshold. Because for the most part, the only thing it's going to do is just pick the market back up because it starts mm -hmm. a cycle of buying and selling and you know, if you finally manage to shift that card for 50 bucks that you just haven't been able to sell because nobody wants to buy it for 50 bucks, now you've got your 50 bucks. Now you can go and buy the card that you wanted from this guy. And it just initiates right. that like domino effect. And then eventually Pavel gets all of it. And he's just like living the dream. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's not where I thought we were ending up, but that's great. Uh, I'm going to let you go because I've spent a lot of time here. And of course I'm on vacation now, so I guess we could go forever because what do I care? But yeah. I'm going to stop for everybody who is listening, but you've completely changed my mind on cosmetic microtransactions or microtransactions for cosmetic purposes, mostly because I just hadn't thought of it very much. And Maxime and I talked about it and I was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. And damn, you sold it well. So thank you for that. Um, so yeah, thank you very much uh, for that, Nep. And we'll uh, we'll do this again because you know it's my show and I just enjoy talking to you. So we'll just do it again. If anyone has any topics they want both of us to talk about together, uh, feel free to send them over. So uh, Nep, thanks and uh, you're welcome. Good luck, everyone. Yeah.